0: Welcome to International Family Church. My name is Tom Keesling. I'm one of the staff pastors and we welcome you today to Church Online. We're so glad that you're with us today and today's family month and it's uh, my honor to kick it off with uh, a message this morning that I believe is going to really bring encouragement to you and to your family. I've entitled this message, The Family Blessing. So let's just set our hearts to receive God's Word today. Let's believe God and let's pray together. Father, In the name of Jesus, we thank you, we bless you, we honor you. It's so good to be before you in your presence, praising and worshiping you. And Father, we thank you for this opportunity we have to sit ourselves under your feet. Lord, we thank you for the Holy Spirit who lives and abides within us. Holy Spirit, we give you place today. Speak to us, speak to our hearts. Bring encouragement and strength into every family here at International Family Church. And we'll give you all the praise and all the glory for it. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen, and Amen. Our takeaway for today, uh, of course my, the title of my message is The Family Blessing, and our takeaway today is this, God has made a covenant of provision and protection for you and your family that requires your co- cooperation, the use of your heart and your mouth. We're going to take a look at the book of Deuteronomy today. As we dive into several passages in the book of Deuteronomy, we'll find that God's faithfulness is displayed to Israel. He provides for His people, He protects His people. And so we see, you know, in the the story of Israel, God redeemed a whole nation that was under oppression and slavery, brought them out of Egypt, made a covenant covenant with them at Sinai, and led them to a promised land, a land that flowed with milk and honey. And during that time, the 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, they made a discovery of God's provision and God's protection. Take a look at Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 7. This concludes 40 years of Israel's experience wandering in the wilderness. It says, For the Lord your God has blessed you In all the works of your hands, he knows your wanderings through this great wilderness. These 40 years, the Lord your God has been with you. And notice this, you have not lacked anything. Praise God. God proved himself faithful to the children of Israel as they were going through that transition, coming out of Egypt on their way to the promised land. God demonstrated to them that He is faithful to provide and to protect. So let's take a look at the book of Deuteronomy. The book of Deuteronomy is God's instruction manual to Israel on how to prosper in the land of promise. It was also Moses' farewell address to the nation before they crossed over the Jordan under Joshua's leadership. In this book, I want to focus on a powerful truth A life-changing principle that when it's applied to our lives, it will secure for us God's provision and God's protection for our families. It begins with the leader, Joshua. We're all familiar with this verse. It's a great verse of scripture in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. It says this, now this is God speaking directly to Joshua. Joshua never had this experience as God spoke to Moses. Now God is speaking directly to Joshua and He says this, before they were to cross into the Promised Land, God said this to Joshua, This book of the law must not depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may act carefully according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way successful and you will be wise. Notice that verse of Scripture says, Don't let the Word of God depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. The word meditate means to mutter. It means to speak to oneself. So we see these uh, instructions to Joshua, the leader of Israel at this time, that he was to take the law, the Word of God, that which was committed to his trust, put it into his mouth, and put it into his heart. This was a foundational key for success for the children of Israel. And so let's read through the book of Deuteronomy. Let's take some selected portions of Scripture and we'll see the same truth played out that God required them to put his word in their heart and in their mouth. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6 to 9. These are instructions for heads of households. So moms, dads, listen up. This pertains to you and your ability to parent your children. Deuteronomy 6 verse 6 begins with this, These words which I am commanding you today shall be in your heart. Verse 7, You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign to your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates." This was so vitally important for all of the families of Israel to take note what God was requiring of them. Put the Word of God in your heart. Talk of the Word of God with your children. So we see again this connection of heart and mouth. We move on. If you were to take a deeper dive into the chapter, Deuteronomy chapter 6, you will find the heart of a good father. Listen to what verse 2 says. Why does God give these instructions? Verse 2 says, that your days may be prolonged. Why does God give these instructions to us? Verse 3 says, that you may multiply greatly. We see at the end of the chapter, Moses exhorting the people to follow God's instructions to put the word of God in their heart and in their mouth. For what reason? Verse 23, Moses said that he might bring us in and give us the land. Again in verse 24, for our good always, that he might preserve us. So God wants to do something wonderful for you and your family but it requires us to cooperate with Him. And what do we need to do? We need to put the Word of God in our hearts and in our mouth. God was very clear with Israel that He would liberally provide if they would simply cooperate with Him. By putting God's Word in your heart and in your mouth, it enables you to act out God's instructions for your life. Wisdom becomes part of your heart when you fill your heart with God's Word and you talk about it, you mutter it to yourself, you meditate upon it, you write it down, you speak it over throughout the day. Again we take another look in Deuteronomy chapter 11 and we see God wanting to move in the families of Israel, God wanting to provide and protect the families of Israel, and he says here in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 13, he says, It will be, if you will diligently obey my commandments, which I am commanding you today, to love the Lord your God, and to serve Him with all your heart and soul. Notice the phrase, all your heart and soul. Well, how do we begin to love God with our heart and our soul? Very easy. Here's the starting point. Put God's word into your heart. Put God's word into your mouth. Let that become a lifestyle. That's the first step to loving God is taking his word into your heart and into your mouth. He goes on to say in verse 14, Then I will give you the rain of your land in its season. The early rain, the latter rain. Of course, we know Israel was an agricultural economy. So God is promising a financial blessing here that you may gather in your grain, your wine, and your oil. Verse 15, he goes on to say, I will provide grass in your field for your livestock, that you may eat and be full. What a wonderful promise. Very, very simple. God promises to do His part, to provide and protect, but He requires us to cooperate. What must we do? We must believe, obviously. How do we believe? We need to fill our heart and fill our mouth with God's word. Well, we can read on in other portions of the book of Deuteronomy. Moses admonished Israel that when they began to experience the blessing of God's provision and protection, it was very important not to forget God. You know, that's a temptation that comes when we begin to experience God's blessing and things go well and we're experiencing provision for our lives. It's very easy to forget where that came from. God is our source, and Moses was exhorting the children of Israel, don't ever forget the Lord. He is your source of provision and protection. So listen to what Moses says in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. He reminds them of their experience wandering through the wilderness and what they learned from that 40 year experience. He said, the Lord humbled you and let you suffer hunger, and He fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that He might make you know, that man does not live by bread alone. But man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. How does provision come? From the promises of God. How does protection come? From the promises of God. Where does our peace and our joy come? It comes from the promises of God. And he goes on to say about not forgetting and remembering. In chapter 8 verse 11 and verse 18, he again admonishes the children of Israel, Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God, by not keeping His commandments, and His judgments, and His statutes which I am commanding you today. Verse 18, but you must remember the Lord your God for it is He who gives you the ability to get wealth so that He may establish His covenant which He swore to your fathers as it is today. And so we see very clearly how do you remember the Lord? How do you remember His goodness? How do you not forget who your source is? By continually keeping your heart full of God's Word Filling your mouth with God's word, meditating, confessing, that keeps you in a place of remembrance that always keeps you connected with your source of supply and protection. It's very important that we keep, you know, our spiritual priorities in order. And it's very easy to lose priorities. You know, we have the demands of finances upon us, we have uh, demands of parenting, we have time demands, all these things vie for our attention. And it's very important that through those busy seasons in life, whatever season you're in, it's important that you maintain your spiritual priorities. God must be first. And then, of course, husbands and wives, your spouse comes second, and then your children and then family and, and church and so forth. But how do we keep those priorities in order? We keep our mouth and our heart filled with the Word of God. Another way we remember the Lord in keeping our priorities is tithing. Do you realize that when you tithe, you're supposed to tithe with words? A lot of times we think about tithing as maybe just sending that offering in, sending that money in via check or via you know, however you, you know, tithe your tithe. But when Israel brought the tithe to the Lord, God gave them specific instruction as to how they were to bring their tithe to their priest. And what they were to do was to fill their heart with the Word and make a confession of faith. And so it's really important that when you're tithing, make sure that your heart is filled with God's Word promises of provision for your life. And so when you bring the tithe to the Lord, release your faith by speaking from your heart what he's promised you. So we can see that's another way we remember the Lord and we don't forget the Lord. And it's another way we keep our priorities in line by acknowledging the Lord with our heart in our mouth, that our source of provision comes from his hands. Praise God. You know, God also, Uh, brought this issue up with the kings of Israel. God gave specific instructions to the king of Israel as to what they were to do with God's Word. Very interesting here in chapter 17 verse 18 to 20. Here's the instructions for the kings of Israel. God's Word says, it must be when he, a king, sits on the throne of his kingdom that he shall write a copy of the law for himself on a scroll before the priests. The Levites, it must be with him, and he must read it all the days of his life, so that he may learn to fear the Lord his God, and be careful to observe all the words of the law and all the statutes to do them, and that his heart will not be lifted up above his brothers, and so that he may not turn aside from the commandment, to the right or to the left, to the end, that he may prolong the days of his kingdom, he and his children in the midst of Israel. It was very important to God that the kings of Israel kept their heart filled with the word of God, that they were declaring and proclaiming the word of God, because. As the king goes, so goes the nation. There's a powerful principle right there. As mom and dad goes, so goes the entire family. If we keep our hearts full of God's word and keep our mouths full of God's word, then all of our children, children will follow suit. Very important principle there. There's a wonderful scripture I've heard said many times in Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 1, and I've prayed this for our president, I've prayed, prayed this for our nation. It says, the king's heart is like a stream of water directed by the Lord. He guides it wherever he pleases. Well, you can study the life of Israel and you'll find that there were many kings that God could not use because they were wicked, they were ungodly, they despised the word of the Lord, and so they had no word in their heart, and so God could not direct them to bless the nation. But we find that there were kings throughout Israel that honored the Lord, that kept His word, and so God was able to use them. Why? Because their heart and their mouth was full of God's word. Very important. It's important for us as parents, that if we're going to impact the lives of our children and set them up for success so that they honor God in their life and they experience his blessing of provision and protection in their life and in their future it's important that we model it to them that we feed on God's Word for ourselves, that we keep our heart full of the Word of God, that we're always talking about the Word of God. We're making declarations over ourselves, over our children. They need to see us doing that. You know, then we're in a position to actually feed them and direct them and give them wisdom and guidance in all of the key important seasons of their life, all the decisions that they need. Moms and dads, your kids need you to be in their corner with wisdom and direction as they trod through the different seasons of life. And so just like God requires a king, king is a leader. Moms and dads, we're leaders. We're leaders to the next generation. We're leaders to our children. And so a king was to model this. He was to keep his heart full of the Word of God. And he was to speak God's Word to the people just like the priest did. And so that's our role as parents, we need to step into that role with confidence and know that as we fill our hearts with the Word of God, we're going to have the wisdom to be the best parents possible for our children. We'll have the wisdom to set our children up for good success. That's what God wants for us as families. Leadership is all about influence. And if we truly want to influence the next generation, if we want to influence our children to be world changers, we have to take this first step in securing God's word in our hearts and in our mouths. Praise the Lord. Well, there's another important aspect to this heart and mouth connection. God wants us to build a legacy. God wanted this for Israel as well. The promises of God wasn't just for the generation coming into the land. The promises of God were to pass from one generation to the next. And so this is really key. If we're going to experience the blessing, we need to then secure the blessing for the generation following us. Israel was also admonished in this area as to how to build a legacy how to keep the blessing and avoid the curse from coming on the nation. This is very interesting if you can get the picture. Moses is dead, God speaks to Joshua to fill his mouth with the word of God and to meditate on it day and night and to lead the children of Israel across the Jordan. Now as they were coming into the land of promise, they walked through a huge valley with Mount Ebal on one side and Mount Gerizim on the other. And as the children walked through into the promised land, there were pronouncements made from both mounts. Mount Ebal, pronouncements of blessings were made over the children of Israel. Mount Gerizim pronouncement of the curse was made over the children of Israel. And so as the entire house of Israel passed through this valley, they're hearing the blessings and the curses. And so God was presenting to them a choice. The choice is yours. How do you walk in the blessings of the Lord? Well, it begins with a very simple principle. You must feed on God's Word. Put it into your heart, keep it in your mouth, he said, night and day. So it's talking about lifestyle, it's talking about a daily thing and you know, it is a daily thing. It's 24 and 7 to keep yourself in line with what God wants to do in your life. And the way we do that is with our heart and with our mouth. What's in your heart today? What is in your mouth today? Are you letting everything in the world that's around us come and rest upon your house? You don't have to do that. You can take the promises of God that we find in our Bibles and you can meditate on them, speak them and mutter them over yourself, share and talk about those things with your children, encourage your children in the goodness of God and what He wants to do for their lives, and as you do you'll secure God's blessing for your family. Praise the Lord. Take a look at Deuteronomy chapter 28. Now you can read that entire chapter. It lists from uh, verses 1 to 13 all the blessings and then it goes from 14 to 62 or something like that and it lists all the cursings. And God was saying the choice is yours. Choose life, choose blessing. Listen to what Deuteronomy 28 verse 1 and 2 says here. Listen and obey. Now it will be. If you will diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all His commandments, which I am commanding you today, then the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings will come on you and overtake you, if you listen to the voice of the Lord your God. How do you get that into that place to hear God's voice and to obey God's voice in your life. It begins by filling your heart with God's word, filling your mouth with God's word. That's the starting point. That's how do, you, how do you keep God's word? How do you continue to act upon God's word? Well, you know, your mouth is the rudder of your ship. What you say and what you declare will determine where you end up. And so it's very, very important that as we fill our hearts with the Word of God, that we're making those declarations over our marriage, over our family, over our children and our future. Deuteronomy 29, 9 says, Keep and do His word. Keep the commandments of this covenant, excuse me, therefore keep the words of this covenant and do them. Why? So that you may prosper in all that you do. I hope you're getting my point today that it's so vitally important, God is concerned about what's in our hearts. And we can have all of the craziness of the day in our hearts, all of the fear and anxiety that goes around in our hearts, all the concerns that other people have or that we see on the news or what's going on in our culture today, that can overcrowd our hearts and get us weighed down. But a wise person, a wise mom, a wise dad, We'll make the choice, just like Mary did, as she sat at the feet of Jesus, to hear him speak the words of God. We need to sit ourselves down every day at the foot of our Savior, our Lord Jesus, and allow his words to sink deep into our heart. Allow his words to produce wisdom in our life for the decisions that need to be made for our family, for our finances, and for our future. So vitally important that we do this one thing. You know, it's really easy. For me, it's very hard to do several things at once. But when, when it comes to spiritual priorities, it's pretty easy to do one thing. And what is that one thing? Take time every day where you give the Holy Spirit opportunity to speak into your heart. How do you do that? Read scripture every day. Meditate upon that scripture every day. How do you meditate? You need to hear yourself speak God's promises over your own self. By filling your heart with the Word, by muttering to yourself God's Word, doing this on a repetitive basis, day in and day out, set yourself a schedule. First time in the morning, before you go to bed, have those times with the Holy Spirit where you're feeding on God's word, you're meditating on the word of God. And as you do, you will find God will be good to you. You will begin to discover his provision and his protection for your family and for your future. Now we conclude here at the end of the book of Deuteronomy. And this is a very powerful truth that we've seen throughout the book throughout the passage of the scriptures that we were looking at today. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 14 to 16, listen to this. But the word is very near to you. It's in your mouth and in your heart so that you may do it. See today, I have set before you life and prosperity and death and disaster. What I am commanding you today is to love the Lord your God, to walk in His ways, keep His commandments, His statutes and His judgments, so that you may live and multiply. Then the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. Notice the starting point. How do we love God? How do we walk in His ways? How do we Keep His word, the starting point is your heart and your mouth. You are the steward of your heart and your mouth. So it's very important here if we want to see God's provision and protection for our family and for our future, it's very simple. We don't have to figure out how God is going to do things for us. We simply need to believe and engage in the promises of God. And how do we engage in those promises? We make time to allow God to speak to us by feeding on the Word of God every day, by declaring it over ourselves every day, keeping our heart full. You know, when your heart is full with the Word of God, it's very hard to get offended. It's very hard to get uh, hurt by what people might say or things that happen in your life. It's very difficult to get offended because when your heart is full of God's Word, there's peace there. There's wisdom there. Amen. Now this scripture is also quoted in the New Testament because you might say, well, Pastor Tom, you're all over there in the book of Deuteronomy, it's Old Testament, but listen, Paul quotes this in the book of Romans concerning everything that has to do with us today as New Testament believers. How do we tap into the kingdom of God? How do we appropriate the promises that God has for us? Well, it's found here in Romans chapter 10 verse 8 through 10, and it's actually quoting the scripture in Deuteronomy chapter 30 that I just read to you. Here's what it says in Romans 10 beginning with verse 8. What does it say? The word is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. This is the word of faith which we preach, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10 says, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Look at that scripture, it is a very, very powerful truth given to us today. If you confess with your mouth, if you believe with the heart, you'll be saved. The word save, salvation, is the Greek word sozo, and it's talking about wholeness, preservation, healing. It's speaking of everything God desires to do in the life of our families. He wants to preserve us. He wants to protect us. He wants to provide for us but He requires us to cooperate with Him. How do we do that? We recognize that our heart, our heart is the production center of the kingdom of God. If we'll fill our heart with promises, read the gospels, discover the heart of your savior, Jesus, Read the love letters of Paul. Discover who you are in Christ. Feed on those things. Keep your heart full and declare it over your life and you will be saved. Sozo, preserved, healed, provided for, protection. All those things are included in that word saved. Now you may be watching us today and this might be your first time or second time and you're new to the... to to hearing these things that we're talking about and I want to extend an invitation to you today that may be new to the IFC family. God loves you. Jesus paid the price for each and every one of us. Each and every one of us have a sin problem. We have a self-centered nature. And when you look at the world today, all of the problems and all the craziness that we see all comes back to a sin problem. We all have it. We were all born in sin. This is why Jesus came. He came to take our place. He was tempted just like a man, but he lived out his life without sin. And then he laid it down at the cross. Why did he have to die? Because you and I, We're sinful before God, and we needed someone to step into our place and pay the price to bring us back to God. God loves you, for God so loved you, He sent His only Son. How do you receive everything that He has for you? We look at this scripture again in Romans chapter 10, verse 8, 9, and 10. If you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. So I want to lead you in a simple prayer to receive Christ, to accept Him as your Savior. And as you receive Him as Savior, you will experience salvation. Not just on your way to heaven, but He will begin to work in your life and bring healing in your relationships, healing in your family. He will bring provision in your life. He will bring peace in your life. God loves you so much. Would you pray this prayer with me? Just close your eyes, bow your head. I'm going to pray a simple prayer, and I want you to just pray it and mean it from the bottom of your heart. Say this after me. God in heaven, I believe that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for me. Jesus, I accept you into my heart. Be Lord of my life, I believe in my heart, and I confess with my mouth that Jesus, you are my Lord. If you prayed that prayer, I believe something wonderful happened in your heart just now. I believe the Spirit of God came into your heart. You are what the Bible calls born again. Jesus used that phrase when he taught to Nicodemus. He talked about being born from above. Born again. What does that mean? It means the Holy Spirit takes up residence in your heart. You now have God as your Father, Jesus as your big brother, and the Holy Spirit as your personal God. This is your first step to experiencing life and life more abundantly. I'm so glad that you prayed that prayer and I hope that you will tune in and watch again and and start feeding on the Word of God. Start reading the Gospels, start reading the New Testament and discover the goodness of God. I'd just like to close with just a few scriptures of what you'll discover when you employ this simple practice every day of filling your heart with the Word of God and confessing it over your life. Listen to these scriptures about the goodness of God. The Bible declares that God is faithful. Psalms 89 says, Nevertheless my loving kindness I will not remove from Him, nor be false in my faithfulness. My covenant I will not violate, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. Hallelujah. God is faithful. God is merciful. 2 Chronicles 6 says, O Lord God of Israel, there is no God like you in the heavens or the earth who keeps covenant and mercy with those who walk before you with all their heart. Hallelujah. God is merciful. God cannot lie. God is not a man that he should lie nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he not spoken and will he not do it? Will he not make it good? God cannot lie. He will fulfill His promises in your life. And then finally, another great promise in 1 Kings eight fifty six He makes good on His promises. The scripture says, Blessed be the Lord who has given rest to His people Israel according to all He promised. Not one word of His promise which He gave by the hand of Moses has failed His servants. You know, God is faithful. He watches over his word to perform it. And if you will make that decision to put God's word in your heart and in your mouth, he will begin to perform his good word of protection and provision in your life. Let's close again with the takeaway as I opened this morning. Our takeaway for today's message, and I hope you got this. God has made a covenant of provision and protection for you and your family. It requires your cooperation, the use of your heart and your mouth. Boy, I trust that you receive this word today and it encourages you. And, and uh, we look forward to seeing you uh, this month at family, Ma- uh, family Month. I'm looking forward to being at the men's barbecue and also for family prayer. So thank you for joining us today. And I trust that the word that was ministered to you today encourages your heart today. We love you, we're praying for you. God bless you.